Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Ariane Goldman, founder and CEO of 10-Year-Old Hatch, best known for versatile maternity apparel and beauty products, as well as Two Birds Bridesmaid. Hatch has built a strong community in serving as a support system for moms-to-be, in addition to a sales-driven brand. I wanted to ask Ariane about what it takes to be that ultimate resource women want and whether customer loyalty beyond nine months is a challenge. Welcome, Ariane. Hi, how are you, Jill? So happy you're here. Happy Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah. So gosh, 2022 actually marks 11 years of Hatch. For those who don't know the company, the brand, um, tell us a little bit about it, high level. Um, what was that white space you were looking to fill? You're aging me too early in the conversation. <laughs> I started the company when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Charlie. Um, I was a woman excited about this new endeavor uh, about to, you know, I was about to embark on and I was just absolutely surprised that there was nobody speaking to me. Um, I, I didn't know how to speak the language. I didn't know what to look for. I was nervous. I was lonely. I was excited. All the emotions. And I was looking for someone to speak to me and tell me what to expect, both from a fashion perspective, but also really, I was excited to enter a whole new world and I just couldn't find it. And so that was the light bulb that really went off because I knew that if I was feeling this way, there must have been other women really looking for the same companionship and just kind of guidance through this next chapter. So I started Hatch as a direct-to-consumer business um, really early on, the days when Warby was starting and it was early D2C days. And um, I invested uh, with some money I had made from my first brand, Two Birds Bridesmaid, to really kind of get it off the ground with a website and minimal inventory. And it really started with 12 key pieces that I felt every woman needed in their wardrobe that they could wear again after they had the baby. So the premise of Hatch is that you can wear things before, during, and after pregnancy. So you're investing in pieces that make you feel good and that you don't have to dispose of and that you don't have to be ostracized from society. At the time, people were wearing moo-moos and the, the offering out there was terrible. And I wanted to celebrate the time. I wanted to feel like a woman. And um, and so I came to market with a collection of key pieces I thought women would, would really appreciate. I mean, tell me about the path to launch and the product development involved with, yes, ensuring that a piece can be worn for, for months on end, every every size and shape. I am very versed in New York City garment district. And so I had some nice relationships um, with some factories and really just went there with some key silhouettes that were vintage in my mom's closet that really worked over a growing belly. I would get stopped on the street for some of my fashion senses. And it just made sense to me to bring these beautiful draped pieces to women who are pregnant. You could belt it. You can feel like yourself in month two, month six, month nine, and then after the baby. And so I worked with a pattern maker and really started to design these pieces um, both for work and for leisure and for going out and feeling your best self with your husband or wife. And 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 there it began. Right on. Well, I know you have obviously have experience in the, the wedding bridal industry, which is the, the industry that I always hear that like brides-to-be. Why hasn't this been updated? I can't believe this is still like this, this day and age. Um, in the in the maternity space, I mean, it was just, can you describe the the environment at the time? There weren't there was really no modern player. Everything was either disposable and $29.99, um, made of poor quality fabric at a time where you want to put natural fibers on your body and you want to feel great and luxurious. You know, your body's changing, so it brings a lot of emotions that are unknown. And so I think the pieces that you put on your body have to make you feel safe and secure. And and being a brand that enables that trust is really why I started Hatch, was that we've got your back. We know what you're about to embark on and trust us to put you in things that make you feel 
better about the day ahead and to celebrate this time, not feel, you know, as anxious and, um, and separated from your normal habits uh, for the next nine, 10 months. For sure. Well, I know you've opened some stores and I have to ask because, well, as, as a direct-to-consumer business, well, you've already worked out some, I guess, roadblocks in terms of being able to view the model pregnant and not pregnant, which is so freaking cool. I, I've never seen this on a website before. I was playing around. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, first of all, was that new since COVID? I know that our, since March of 2020, features such as that, or that's always been part of um, part of your offering and part of your website being a, a digitally native business. It was always part of our premise is that you can invest in pieces, as I said, that allow you to be at any term in your pregnancy um, and wear it again afterwards. So to visually be able to express that and show the customers how your body can change, but the garments go with you through time was always a critical piece of the proposition that we're offering. And so I think especially during COVID, being a source of education and companionship was incredibly valuable um, at this time when people were inside and trying to figure out what was going on. I think providing both information and solutions um, has really, you know, was really the secret to our success. We um, grew beautifully over COVID. Um, unfortunately, it was a, a crappy time in the world, but for us, it was it was a nice time to be able to connect with our customers digitally. Yes. Tell me about what's happening um, in store. I know this is um, a unique um, demo in terms of, I know you speak to it a lot in, with your beauty products and, and like um, free of, of top. I don't know, toxic free and, 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 or like toxins and, and it's natural and like moms are ve very um, health conscious, let's say moms to be, um, I would think more so than anyone. I don't know if that's true. Sure. Um, but are they coming into stores? Are they, are they shopping differently? How has that customer behavior changed? Yeah, so COVID has definitely been rough on the retail um, front of things. We've had to get creative. So we have two stores in New York, one on the Upper East Side and one in Soho. And then we have one um, in Brentwood in California. And I'll say that retail behavior has definitely rebounded faster in California, which has been nice. It was a little bit of a slower ramp. Um, as people said, California at Los Angeles takes a couple of years to build your momentum. Um, they were right. And LA is flourishing and it's wonderful. New York, what I'm finding is that retail behavior has definitely um, slowed down a bit. And so just mere traffic, the footsteps into stores has gone down since pre-pandemic. Um, I believe in New York. I'm a native New York City girl, and I know it's going to come back. I think if you can click and have something delivered to you overnight, you're likely going to pick that convenience these days, especially pregnant, um, and choose your safety and convenience first. Um, but our doors are open, and we've had to get creative in terms of um, having our sales specialists really clientele and work directly with customers and um, messenger bags and have in-store experiences that are safe and make sure that customers and our community feel safe and trusted first and foremost. So that's really been the pivot for us over COVID is to put not only our employees and our people first, but our customer first to make sure that they feel supported by us um, in any which way we can. It's definitely been it's definitely been a dodgeball game of not knowing how this thing is going to play out. And every day is a new turn and we're working through it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know you um, have these amazing educational events that are happening on Zoom or happening on Instagram live now. Um, were those the formerly in store and was that a key piece of the pie for, for the, the retail stores? 
I'll tell you the truth, Jill. When I started Hatch, I wanted to bring product into people's hands so that they can feel good about themselves. I never imagined that over the years, through the evolution of the brand and the layers of building a beauty business and the retail experience, that community would be such a big factor in the beauty of Hatch as a brand. And our retail stores had extra space downstairs that enabled us to host these in-person events with education and doulas and prenatal talks, miscarriage discussions, all really wonderful ways for women to connect with each other. And they would come in the doors and not necessarily walk out with a shopping bag, but they would walk out with a smile on their face that allowed them to talk about the brand and feel like Hatch really had their back. And that is what Hatch has become, is more of a meaningful brand that provides solution not only through product, but now through community and education. So over COVID, we were already starting to digitize the events so that women, not just in New York and LA, could really, um, we can expose them to this wonderful education and the relationship we had with these educators. But it just sped up the fact that we wanted to really bring our community international, national, every woman could have access to the wonderful information that we're providing them. And so we digitized the events over COVID. We're seeing over, you know, 2,000 RSVPs per event. And we're able to get in the households of all of these wonderful moms-to-be and talk about the things in their own homes that they have, you know, they have a trusted circle of people that are discussing questions that they have. And nothing has been more rewarding in building this brand than knowing that we can be that resource to these women. And so for me, community and education, whether in person, we're going to go back to in-person events, I believe strongly in connection and getting together with other women. Um, but the digital aspect of this has been a huge moment for us. Um, and I really think it's going to drive us into the future. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were going to go back. It's, well, do you think it'll be like a hybrid um, type of event where anything you do in store will also be online? Yeah, I think everything that is going to happen for any brand is going to go in that direction. I mean, it's the modern way. Um, so we'll, we'll figure it out. We're good at cracking the nuts, but there's a, <laughs> these obstacles keep coming, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Right on. Well, tell me about Babe, which I know launched, um, I think, 2020 or the middle middle of the year, um, which is this amazing, again, resource, content, site, support system. I know how is how you label it, which I like. Um, but yeah, it, what's the overlap between Hatch Collection, Hatch the Brand, and, and this amazing content um, informative site? So as I mentioned earlier, we were using the stores as kind of these um, these resources for these educational programming that was fantastic. And these questions started and, and Hatch just started to become something different. And content became a big piece of, as I was mentioning, something that we can offer. And so Babe by Hatch is our content platform that really allows the girlfriend to girlfriend conversation. Ask the questions that maybe one's too embarrassed to ask in person or in a little group. Um, we have articles featuring featuring wonderful women who represent wonderful things um, and tell stories that um, I hope make people feel more comfortable and better. Um, it's about engaging women when they're thinking about becoming a mom. We talk about things such as, what if I don't want to become a mother? Is that okay? So Hatch is now really capturing a conversation early on um, and then offering product when you become pregnant, if you choose to be. I mean, as I, as far as we know, at 20% of our customers are not pregnant. They just love our design aesthetic and the quality of fabrics that we choose, which is so cool. And then we continue the conversation on through pregnancy into new mommyhood, into fourth trimester, and then hopefully continue on as she can as she has more children, you know, through her journey. Yes. Well, I had that um, line about loyalty and, and beyond nine months. Obviously, you, you can wear your clothes for, for months on end, for years on end. Um, yeah, what do you know about um, they're not moms, 20%, um, those that maybe have 
I guess, were moms and came to you for their maternity wear and 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 hung out, stayed, stayed put. Um, what do you know? What else do you know about your customer? She's engaged. She um, appreciates trust. She appreciates um, that the product, when it reaches her, is just as strong as the images on the website, if not stronger. Um, I like to validate that everything is better in person than it is online. And so um, that surprise and delight that we offer our customers, the education, she values the full picture. So when we think about competition and what else is offered out there, people are making wonderful solutions for women. And I'm so happy that the category is expanding because this is what it's about. It's about making other women happy and allowing them to have options during this time where they're going through some change. But the difference with Hatch is that we're offering a home base, a 360 experience where you can have informative conversations. You can have a wonderful sale, one of my wonderful sales team walk you through what you might be feeling and what you need and what's going to happen to your belly with stretch marks and how we can help solve that issue and help you along the way. It's it's all about you as the woman. We're not going into kids' clothes. We're not going into, you know, any other thing about other than the moment that you're in and we know what we're talking about and we have information and products to support that, which has been just amazing. Yes. Well, some of these, um, I guess, mm, longstanding players, uh, brands that have been in the in the industry of, of maternity for a very long time, um, I feel like their um, approach to having a cool factor or a relevance now is largely, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, through a celebrity. Everyone loves a pregnant celebrity. <laughs> I, I see this a lot in terms of collaborations. Um from, from those guys, um, is that, I mean, what's been your marketing strategy? Um, has that, has, have collaborations worked for you? That's a great question. So I built the business brick by brick for the first six years. I didn't get any incoming funding. Um, I really, from, I'm a, I, I, value myself as a brand builder, but I like to build brands from ground up. So grassroots, good product where people need us. And I really traveled the product across the country for the first five years doing trunk shows and meeting with people so that I can get on the ground and they can pay it forward girlfriend to girlfriend and talk to them about um, what what, what, you know, what they loved about Hatch and, and really spread the word that way. We had PR, but at the time I didn't have any money to celebrity seed. So it was really organic because we were the only player on the block. So celebrities were naturally, and our stuff is really great. So celebrities naturally came to us when they were doing appearances and it paid it forward that way. And I see all these wonderful endorsements happening in celebrities now, but I really think collaborations, um, for me, the celebrity isn't necessarily the way to win with Hatch because, I think the customer today is a little bit smarter than that. I think the amount of content we're getting through social media is just so abundant that a celebrity might have one moment, but it only lasts for that moment. So how do you really make an impact? And I think collaborations with other companies that have credibility and validity in their categories has been a huge win for us. Um, we collaborated with J. Crew. We have a wonderful line um, at a, a lower price point with Target called the Nines by Hatch, which has been a wonderful way for us to reach more women at a more affordable price point. And working with other retailers in other categories has been an, an extraordinary way for us to get out there and have people understand us from a brand awareness standpoint. And I stand by collaborations 100%. The celebrity thing I'm not too sure of. I would love celebrities to wear hatch, but really the organic way where they want to wear us because it makes them look better. Yes. Oh my gosh. Target has such credibility in the maternity wear space. I tell you what, <laughs> 10 years ago, I used to pick things up and be like, I want this. And I'd be like, oh wait, that's maternity. But then anyway, they have cute. <laughs> anyway, they are known for great maternity wear. Um, what would you say 
in terms of channels that work for you, marketing channels, I would think Pinterest would be huge for you, but I don't know. Um, yeah, what, what works best? Pinterest is a great channel for us. Obviously, um, the usual suspects across, you know, paid strategy. We've obviously, with the iOS headwinds that we faced over the summer, have had to diversify. So we're really finding some great strength in influencer marketing. Not the celebrity marketing, but really women who have their own hives and they have their own um, outreach and putting them in and letting them rock hatch and use Hatch Mama, our non-toxic skincare line, and let them share with their world how it's working. That's been a wonderful place for us to uh, diversify. And we're really excited about that strategy going into 22. Let's talk Hatch Mama. Hey, <laughs> has that become a significant part of the business? Um, yeah. Is it? Is it? Is your beauty um, customer the same as your apparel customer? What's happening there? So Hatch Mama is our non-toxic beauty line that we created about four years ago to really um, help out with the ailments that we get during pregnancy. So swollen ankles, chapped nipples, stretch marks. We invented the belly mask, which is a like a, a face mask, a sheet mask for your belly so that you can hydrate and it helps really just kind of have a spa day at home with you and your belly. It's 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 amazing. Um, and our belly oil is, is one of our utmost best-selling products across the brand. And it's a beautiful bottle. It works. It's effective. It's safe. And the beauty business has just catapulted and been such a an incredible halo for the brand um, to reach new customers. So we have a lot of overlap between the Hatch um, collection customer who's buying clothing solutions and beauty. But what's awesome is that we're into a whole new category of beauty-only shoppers, allowing us to get Hatch in their hands. So our customer base has expanded and exploded in the last couple of years through that. And our new product development, we just came out with a um, Mama Safe deodorant, which is fantastic, and really obsessing over you as the woman and what can help you get through the day knowing that you're making the right decisions for your body while you're carrying a baby inside you. Right on. Hey, <laughs> we just had a story on our site today about armpits are now part of the skincare category. <laughs> but it <laughs> they is. They are. To not be neglected, maybe not the sexiest part, but they're still valid. <laughs> for sure. Well, you mentioned um, that you really went at it alone for the first maybe six years of business. Um, what's been your approach to fundraising to date? So obviously maternity is um, a finite period of time in a woman's journey. And um, at the time, 10 years ago, it was a very male-oriented investor kind of uh, community. And so for me, it was proving to the world that I had a concept that worked worked. And so for the first six years, pounding the pavement and building this, um, really from ground up was my proof of concept so that when I did go to market and know that it was time to step on the gas and accelerate this thing, that I had proof of concept in my hands that I could say, no matter what you say to me, investor A, B, or C, like I've got this and look at how we're growing and look at how beautiful people need us. They want us. And I have a revolving incoming freshman class every year of, of um, customers. So let's not like, I, you know, I've got all of these points um, handled and, you know, invest in me because this is something that's working. And we have a phenomenal round of investors and um, we've been able to grow beautifully year over year. And uh, it's only, it's only really the beginning for Hatch, even though, as you said earlier, we're 10 years in. <laughs> yes. Well, tell me about the last two years. I mean, it, judging from my Instagram and Facebook, there's been a baby boom. <laughs> Is that true? And yeah, what's been your growth and the success you've seen? I agree. I, I'm so proud of the team. There, um, in in our in our world, there's been um, a lot of pregnancies, which is wonderful. So our customer our customers have increased, and we're growing. We grew 80 percent in 2021 from 2020, which is just so phenomenal. I mean, with all the headwinds and all the changes in supply chain um, and turnover, and people moving out of New York for their own personal wonderful reasons, um, I can't 
believe that I can say coming into 22 that we grew that that much last year. And so our trajectory is incredibly strong. We plan to grow another 40 to 50% this year. Um, and we've got a lot of things in our back pocket and we're just getting started, but I'm not going to, you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy. You know, we have to pivot much quicker. We have to figure out how people are absorbing information, what sticks, um, move channels, switch our messaging, change the way we shoot things. I mean, it is a very quickly changing environment. And so to be nimble and have a team that's ready to react um, is critical, I think, to kind of continuing to to be a strong player in the, in the game. Yeah. Have you hired or has that meant more uh, stylists or customer service representatives or or what's been the biggest shift in-house, I guess? I think creatively how we present ourselves, it used to be about the one image that we were, you know, we'd spent a ton of money and a big production set to go get. And now we realize that, you know, women and people, they're not interested in that one perfect image because that's not a reflection of life. They want the behind the scenes, what's really happening, the raw, the raw expression, the, the funniness, the, you know, the, the, the imperfections. So capturing the real moment is where I think our creative direction is heading. And I'm excited about that because it's easier. It's less expensive. We could get more of it and it's more authentic. So it's all pointing in the right direction, but you know, we're in the process of moving the team to, um, you know, to really figure out how we're going to execute against all of that good stuff. Yeah. Tell me about some of those plans for growth. I know that you do ship internationally. You've had some category expansion. Um, yeah. It, does it mean more more of that? Or maybe services? I know that you also offer kind of a, um, like a home box, which is kind of like a styling service. Um, maybe it's all of the above. <laughs> Yeah, it's all of the above. Um, we're never stopped driving all the, all the great things that are working. I will say that we've laid the foundations in the last couple of years of some key categories that have just really started to build their foundation and accelerating the growth on those categories, such as beauty. Um, our foundations have been incredible. We came out with fourth trimester last year, which are nursing bras and really everything at home in that first, what we call the fourth trimester, which is after you have the baby. It's often a time that's neglected in the marketplace because your body's coming back and it's not that pretty but you're celebrating having something in your arms. And so it's all about the baby. Well, it's really still all about you and getting you back on your feet and getting back into a place that you feel good about yourself and you can go back to work and feel like you're you're, you're reemerging. And so um, our fourth trimester collection has been a huge growth driver for us and we're going to continue to invest there. And then Babe and our content platform has been incredible. And so growing the team there and continuing these community events and really offering women that um, support on an educational level and a friendship level, that's, we're just beginning there. And I have huge growth plans for that as well. Um, uh, yeah. And then just continuing to accelerate on what's working. I do believe in retail right now. We're going to see what happens. It's probably a good time to negotiate with landlords and find some good spaces out there. So we're going to be looking to pick our heads up and, um, get some nice, small little retail locations in, in our top major cities and continue to grow this thing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Tell me about the, the in-store experience. I know there's something, is there something called a cravings bar? Is that happening in-house? And what does it mean beyond an event? What is your shopper looking for? <laughs> the cravings bar is one of my favorite um, experiences that we offer. So in each of our locations, we have a complimentary cravings bar with um, ice cream and uh, candy. And it's, it's absolutely for you to come in and just fill your cravings on us. And it's just a beautiful little moment. We bring in partners to kind of host events around food and, and what we can give you during this time. And it's really just a nod to letting her know that there's a sweet spot. We all have a sweet tooth and you might be feeling some, some cravings during this time and we got you. And it's just one of the small
small things that Hatch does. Um, we have the in-person events, as I spoke about. We have monogramming. We bring in partners um, all the time to br- you know bring in their pieces. I think maternity for other partners that are not in the category is really um, a helpful acquisition tool for them because we're talking to a woman as she's embarking on motherhood and she has that purchase power of the next kind of future of her spending. And so working with Hatch is a real enabler to get in front of her at a really good moment in time when she's thinking about her new purchase decisions moving into a family. For sure. Are pop-ups part of um, your retail strategy or you just kind of go all in? I like to go all in so we can provide that experience. I'm, I love pop-ins and I love pop-ups and, and I think they're wonderful to get in front of a new customer. And I think we're actually going to do that now in the next couple of months and in areas that'll have us for sure, um, trying to figure out COVID and what's happening in retail. But for me, it's about creating an experience so that when you walk in, you feel good. And I need to own those four walls so I can have that candle that smells delicious, the music that sounds wonderful, the fabric that was, you know, personally chosen to make women feel great the books that you need to get through pregnancy, all the good stuff. And I want to own it all. So my retail strategy is to kind of go all in. Right on. Well, in terms of like more recent challenges, I guess, did you face those supply chain obstacles that everyone's talking about? And maybe um, it's forced like price hikes and all of that crap. (laughs) Um, Tell me about your experience. All the crap, all of the above, Joe. Um, fortunately, we diversify and we have a lot of factories doing many different things in different areas. But it's really been a game of whack-a-mole in, in terms of what factories are closed for what reason. Um, deliveries during the holiday were a bit rough for us, um, but we managed to continue to grow and, and keep the business alive. But unfortunately, we did lose out on some of our best product that was coming in. But again, we're not alone, and this is the new environment. So it was a really, you know, a test of strength for the team to pivot and figure out how do we change the marketing, what can we push, what do we have inventory on, and really think about um, our strong messaging during that time. Um, and I think we're going to be in these supply chain issues through 22. So we're just kind of trying to figure out the best way to arm ourselves and diversify and not have all of our eggs in one basket so that um, when these local unfortunate situations happen, we can pivot and kind of go elsewhere. Smart. Is holiday typically the the big grand uh, shopping period for you that it is for everyone else? It's, I feel like, again, you're, you're in a unique um, situation. It's a great question. It's actually not. Q1 is tremendously strong for us because if you think about it, women are gift givers to everybody else. New moms are always thinking about everyone else, right? So um, Q4, she's gifting everybody around her and making everybody else feel special. It's after the holidays that she starts to think back about herself. And that's why the first week in January, we're starting to see it. Like women are coming back saying, what do I need? Let's talk about me now. Like, How can I satisfy me and give a gift to me? And that's where we see a big win. So Q1 is really strong for us. Q Holiday season is not our big bang. Mother's Day is definitely our Christmas. Oh, my gosh. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> 2022. Any? Um, well, first, let's talk this year to wrap things up. How would you describe, I guess, uh, how things panned out in 2021 in, in terms of um, your goals and projections? Uh, what was the year that was? We did great. As I mentioned before, we grew 80%. Um, we... I'm most proud of my team pivoting. I, we put people first, which has been, I think, as a CEO and a leader, I've grown enormously. I have a new outlook on where we're hiring talent. Um, there's been so much shift of mind and change and physical being. Um, so when I think about 21, it's like, wow, 
how just the paradigm of running a business has shifted. And then you marry in that we've been successful through that change. And I'm grateful and proud of the team and, and, and of myself as, as, as the leader. And so, um, I'm excited for 22. I hope it's a little bit easier for us and for everyone out there so that people can stay healthy and not be as anxious about, um, you know, catching anything, but, uh, it's a new playing, it's a new playing field. And again, I think the biggest uh, nut to crack for 22 is content and the way that we're speaking to our audience because um, content and, and consumption has just changed so much and we have to be at the forefront of how we're delivering our messages and getting in people's hands. Yes. Are you going back to the office? Are you at an office? Currently, I'm at home. Um, our office, we are very flexible right now because everything's working. So wherever our employees feel safe, my team gets to choose. We have a lot of wonderful mothers. Their kids are often home based on quarantines and all that good stuff. So we're, we're very flexible. And, um, and so right now we're not mandating everybody in the office, um, to be back. We kind of take it quarter by quarter. And so right now through March, we are going to be virtual. Um, and then our product team often comes into the office because we have to touch and feel and fit and all that good stuff. But again, safety first, and we're prioritizing the team and making sure that everybody feels comfortable in their work environment. That makes perfect sense. Well, you're kind of a serial entrepreneur here. I mean, I feel like <laughs> you're disrupting all the the industries that need disrupting. Is this is this it? Are you are you eyeing other? Uh, are you looking to shake up any any other uh, space out there in, in retail? Um, yeah. What's your What's your plan personally? My playbook with Hatches still runs pretty deep. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about some of the things that we're gonna that are gonna happen in the next few years. I do think fundamentally, I'm always going to try and create things where people need them. Um, and I just, I enjoy that so much. So I'm, I'm staying in this category with this beautiful brand and my wonderful community for a long time and just going to continue to drive home how I can make it better and, and, and provide, you know, provide solutions. That's what this is about. Right on. Well, Ariane, this was so, so fun. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Jill. Always great to see you. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to The Glossy Podcast. See you next week.